Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Ion Foxborough, the premier podcast for all things New England Patriots. Brought to you by Mass Live. Welcome back to the Ion Foxborough podcast, where we have a loaded Patriots and Cowboys preview for you. I'm Chris Mason. I'll be joined by Mark Daniels on this highly caffeinated episode. Uh, two of us are going to dive into Micah Parsons. Is he going to wreck this game? Uh, can the Patriots run game get going again? I mean, the Cowboys allowed 222 yards on the ground last week. Ezekiel Elliott's coming back home. Could be a big game for him. Uh, Christian Gonzalez, recently named Player of the Month. We're going to dive into his matchup with CeeDee Lamb. Can Mac Jones deliver against Dak Prescott? And a whole lot of other things, including a little pro football focus shade. But before we get started, uh, we have a couple of promo codes for you. At Caesars, if you use promo code MASSGET, M-A-S-S-G-E-T, if you bet $50, you will get $250 in bonus bets. And at BetMGM, with promo code MASSLIVE, you can get a deposit match up to $1,000. That's promo code MASSLIVE, M-A-S-S-L-I-V-E. One bet that I really like this week, Saints Buccaneers over 39.5. Derek Carr dealing with a shoulder injury, probably not going to go. You know what that means? Jameis Winston. You know what that means. Points. Turnovers, touchdowns, points. Jameis is electric. I think that there's going to be at least 40 points in this game. So make that bet. All right, now let's get to the pod. Welcome back to the Ion Fox Bro podcast. I'm Chris Mason here with Mark Daniels. Mark, ready to head down to Dallas this weekend? I'm ready, man. It's uh, We're in the middle of the week here. I've had three cups of coffee. I'm ready to go. Let's talk some Cowboys. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's something about this week, but I just had a Trenta. From Starbucks, where like, you know, venti wasn't enough. I needed thirty ounces of iced coffee, so I think we're going to be locked and loaded for this episode. Yeah, absolutely. The Patriots are coming off their first win, a sloppy game against the New York Jets, and you know what, Chris? It, it really it's hit me. The first three weeks, the Patriots have had rainy games twice. I, I have to be honest. I I actually think that's impacted negatively affected the Patriots' offense. But now we're going into Dallas. It'll be over ninety degrees on Sunday. And they play in a retractable dome. You know, I don't think weather is going to be a problem. I don't think they're going to need a grimy win. I actually think we'll have a legitimate opportunity to see the Patriots offense at full effect with, hey, no excuses. Could could it be our first no excuse game? It could be. But here's what I'll ask you. If the rain has hurt the offense, has it helped the defense? 
Yes. The rain, the rain <laughs> you know what else has helped the defense is going up against Zach Wilson. That yes. certainly inflated some of their numbers, and it probably helped them against Jalen Hurts. Although there was not, there was no rain against Miami. The defense played well, and then the Dolphins went out and scored 70 points. So, you know, I still think the, the Pats' defense is legit. The Pats' offense, though, I am not quite there yet. In that vein, the first question I've got here, is Micah Parsons, who's drawn, well, let's say, Bill compared him to Lawrence Taylor a little bit on Monday on WEI. He brought it up on his own, saying like, oh, yeah, they have like similar athleticism. But he brought up Lawrence Taylor. And then Wednesday did the, nobody's nobody's Lawrence Taylor. There's only one Lawrence Taylor. Is he going to wreck this game? Well, he he's a, he's a prototypical game wrecker. Um, through three games, Mika Parsons has four sacks, eight quarterback hits, a forced fumble, a pass breakup. He had 13 and a half sacks last year. He's played 36 career games, Chris. He has 64 quarterback hits. That is ridiculous. And here's the scary thing. The Cowboys move him around. So they'll see Trent Brown on the left side, and they'll say, yeah, you know what, Mr. Parsons, don't bother. Go go over to the right side, where you're going to be going up against Vidarian Lowe in his second career start. Now, I didn't think Vidarian Lowe played as bad as Pro Football Focus said. Frankly, I don't like Pro Football Focus. I think they're very inaccurate. They that, stink. That is a different argument for a different day. But – I had Vidarian Lowe down for one quarterback hit, and some other people noted he had very, he allowed various pressures. I think he was serviceable in the fact that Lowe was better, much better than Calvin Anderson, but still it is a weak spot on that offensive line. So is Parsons going to wreck this game? It is. It, it has the potential. Can we do, like, if we do a Festivus episode, can we just go in on PFF for, like, yeah. 20 minutes or so? I, I would like that. I think it'd be kind I've of some, I've got some ammunition. <laughs> Um, one thing that I think could help them a little bit with Parsons, especially if he's if they're matching him up on, on low, is that Farrell Browns emerged as someone they're going to use more and more. I don't think it's a coincidence the run game started really well last week when he got by far the most snaps of the season. But I think that could also help in the passing game if he's chipping, if he's just even if he's staying in and max protecting a little more. I think that could help. But I do also think that the the beauty of Parsons for the Cowboys is they can be like, all right, you know, maybe Cole Strange is out and Antonio Maffi starting at right guard. And they're like, all right, we're going to rush him over the guard now. Like they just have so many different things they can do with him. We've talked a lot about last year and how Matt Patricia sort of messed up the Patriots offense. We have not talked a lot about how Matt Patricia, Bill Belichick, Joe Judge decided just to do away with the fullback position in New England. Like what, what was that? We For so long, we had it good with James Devlin. James Devlin was great. The Patriots, you know, they, they ran an old school style system where, yeah, put the fullback in, run them straight ahead, put the running back behind him and just, you know, gr- grind out four yards. You're right on the goal line, put an extra blocker back there. That disappeared last year when they let Jakob Johnson go. And I think it hurt him. I, I think it hurt him in some in some areas. You know, I think the Patriots became went way too one dimensional, became sort of easy to guess what they were going to do. So seeing Farrell Brown finally in week three play some fullback for me, it was uh, it was a good sign. I, I think you're right. They're going to need to chip and hit. Parsons, whether it's with Farrell Brown, hell, with put it put an extra offensive lineman out there, you know, like I don't know. If you want Calvin Anderson to be your, you know, tackle eligible tight end, go go for it. I think they're gonna need help. They're gonna have to hit Parsons. You can't put Vidarian low on an island against one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. In a similar vein, do you think the run game is gonna get going this week? You have Zeke Elliott's return to Dallas, which is a huge storyline. But the Cowboys were gashed by the Cardinals last week. They allowed 222 rushing yards. 
And you just you can't expect to do that and win, even if it's against a team that's probably trying to tank like the Cardinals. You're right. The the Cardinals average 7.4 yards per carry. Is that and, good? And beat the Cowboys with Josh Dobbs as a quarterback. So theoretically, the Patriots should be able to go in there with better running backs from Andre Stevenson and Zeke Elliott and run all over the Cowboys. Like if that's how it worked, it would be great. But then again, we said the same thing in week two when the Pats were preparing for Miami, who got gashed by the Los Angeles Chargers. It, it, that didn't quite happen. So a key to this game is to get the run game going. Zeke Elliott ran for 80 yards last week, came off, was coming off the best game of his Patriots career, heading into AT&T Stadium, a place where he won a national title in college, spent the first seven years of his career. It's going to be emotional for Zeke, and that's great for the Patriots. However, Chris, I, I think the key here. We need to see Ramondre Stevenson of old. We need to see 2022 Ramondre Stevenson. Do you know right now Ramondre Stevenson is tied for sixth in the NFL in offensive touches? He's 10th in the NFL in carries, but he's 31st in rushing yards. He's averaging 2.9 yards per carry. I don't like it. I think Ramondre has to bounce back in order for this Patriots offense to sort of hit its potential. How concerned are you about Ramondre? Not terribly because it's still early in the season, although I will say in talking to him yesterday, it was kind of interesting where he said, yeah, it's been a lot of tough running for me. It's been like trying to get a couple yards. And he said, I don't think I've been running poorly. And Bill doesn't think that either, based on what he told us. He answered a question about uh, Ramondre's vision the other day where he's like, oh, I think he sees the field as well as anyone, essentially. Um, but then Ramondre did say, I, I just need to start breaking more tackles. I need to get back to breaking more tackles, which prompted. I, I followed up with him and I was like, well, how do you do that? Like, how do you practice that? How does that work? And he said... I just need to get back to being me. So I don't know if that's like a switch you flip. I don't know what, but yeah. he, he he does need to do that. Yeah. Last year, he averaged just over two yards after contact. This year, it's at point zero point eight yards after contact, which is a big difference. And I think that's why his numbers right now are down. But I think, you know, speaking of running backs, though, Chris, switch gears here. You've got Tony Pollard on the Cowboys. Tony Pollard is one of the best running backs in the NFL. He actually leads the NFL in rushing attempts and touch and touches. He's going up against a banged up defensive line on the Patriots. How, how concerned are you about this Patriots defensive line when it comes to facing one of the best backs in the NFL? Not terribly, if I'm being honest with you. Just looking at their game plan last week against a Jets team that's supposed to be able to run the ball pretty well. They just rolled out base defense, sat in it, and were like, all right, we're going to make Zach Wilson beat us. Like, they, the Jets clearly wanted to run. The Patriots were like, no, we're not going to let you do that. And Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall finished with less than 40 combined rushing yards. And I think they do have the personnel to do that, where if you look at some of the starters from last week in that original base defense, it was Anthony Jennings getting the start on the edge after being a healthy scratch the first two weeks. He was really good there. Sam Roberts got a start there after being a healthy scratch. He was good there. Keon White was in there again. He was good. So I, I'm not terribly concerned with them stopping the run. Like, I think that's something that they have the personnel to do, even without uh, Daniel Quale was really more of a sub pass rusher than anything who's on IR now. And Devon Godshaw, I would guess he's going to be questionable when the injury report comes out. Either way, I think it would help to have him, but I don't think it's going to kill them if they don't. For the Patriots in their defense, it's it's an interesting matchup because, you know, the Cowboys, it's very easy to see why they have success. Dak Prescott is throwing the CD lamb and they're running the ball with Tony Pollard. And the truth, the truth is, whether it was Zeke in the past or Tony Pollard, the Cowboys always have a good run game. But you need to stop the run and you have to try to contain CD lamb. And who's that bring us to, Chris? It brings us to our guy, Christian Gonzalez, who is just off to a whopper of a start. Dietrich Wise today told us that Christian Gonzalez was the, a silent assassin whose play 
speaks louder than he does. For those who don't know, Christian Gonzalez is very soft-spoken, and he's coming off a great month. In fact, he was named the NFL's Defensive Rookie of the Month for the September, the fifth player in Patriots history to earn the honor, third defensive player in Patriots history. Chris, I mean, what, what more is there to say about Christian Gonzalez in this huge matchup he has going forward here? I mean, if you look at the company that he's in as Patriots defenders that have won that Rookie of the Month award, it's Gerard Mayo, who obviously turned into an All-Pro, was tremendous and could be a head coach here someday, and Chandler Jones, who kind of off the rails right now, but was a tremendous player in Foxborough when he was here. Um, so I think he earned that honor, too. He played, He's played really, really well. As a silent assassin, though, how long can you stay silent when the whole league knows that you're here now, you know? Yeah, you've, you've sort of already arrived, right? I mean, he he covers covered A.J. Brown in week one with, and Devonta Smith. In week two, it was Tyree Kill. And then last week, there was some with Garrett Wilson. And now you have CeeDee Lamb. I mean, it's it's a huge matchup for Christian Gonzalez. And, and I have to be honest, um, I'm not surprised. I, I thought... Christian Gonzalez was one of the best cornerback prospects in this draft. It was a shock to me the Patriots got him at 18. And the fact that he was the third cornerback taken in the first round, I think it shows that NFL teams overthink things. And with Christian Gonzalez, they overthought his his quietness. He's he's a different dude. He has a different demeanor. It does not mean he's not a good football player. And I think sometimes these teams, they just they overanalyze things. Like, oh, this guy, we, we met with him in our meeting, and he was sort of he was sort of quiet. That's cool. What's the tape say? It says he's a good cornerback. Right. And Bill compared him to Steph Gilmore in that regard earlier this week. And we know Steph definitely came out of it. He he was always like talking quietly, but he would talk some smack eventually. I'm sure he wasn't doing that as a rookie. Maybe Gonzalez grows into that too, but I, I totally agree that it's the film does the talking, right? Like you look at it and it's like, yeah, he was probably the smoothest corner in the draft coming out of college and that he fell to the Patriots when he did was crazy. Which of his three matchups thus far do you think has been the most impressive? Which game? Because off the top of my head, honestly, I think it's Tyreek just because of the gravity of the assignment. And it wasn't perfect against him. But he also had that super athletic interception on the two a deep ball to Tyreek. Like, I think of the three, even if the stats might have been the worst for that one, I think that was the most impressive he's been. In fact, Chris, the stats were not the worst for that one. Um, in week one, Christian Gonzalez allowed seven catches on 11 targets for 84 yards. In week two, when matched up with Tyreek and the Dolphins receivers, he allowed two catches on five targets for 21 yards and an interception. He played really well. I, I thought he showed growth from week one to week two. In week one, it felt to me that Jalen Hurts was picking on Christian Gonzalez a bit in the second half. And then last week, listen, he, he gave up two catches on three targets for 19 yards and a pass breakup. But let's also be honest, he was going up against Zach Wilson in the rain. Let's not put him in Canton just yet. I think he's off to a great start and he has a very big one. But speaking of a very big matchup for me, Chris, I also want to talk about Mac Jones here. I looked up some stats because if those who listen to our podcast know Mark Daniels loves stats, I want to talk about myself in the third person for a sec. Mac Jones right now in week three, he's in the top 10 in passing yards and passing touchdowns. He is ninth in the NFL in passing yards, tied for seventh in passing touchdowns. He has more passing yards and passing touchdowns than Dak Prescott. To me, that that's insane. Like, I, I just wouldn't ex I wouldn't expect that going into three weeks. I mean, the Cowboys are currently the top five offensive team in the NFL, and Mac has better stats than Dak Prescott. The question, though, I have for you, can Mac keep it up in AT&T Stadium against Dak Prescott? Can he can he outduel him? Is, is it possible? 
I do think it's possible. And I think that Max game could actually be better than the stats this Sunday, where I think some of the reasons that he had, he's like as high as he is in those is that they were playing from behind for the entirety of the first two games. And what do teams do when they fall behind by two scores? They throw the football a ton. So I do think if they get off to a better start here, Matt could play an even better game. If the stat sheet, it, it might not reflect that at the end of the day, but I do think that he can hang in there and, it's obviously a huge spotlight, you know, and it's a four o'clock game too. It's going to be in some national windows, but I think he can hang. I, I think this is going to be a good game. And and it has to be. And, and, and the reason for that is, is the main key to almost every game in the NFL, regardless if it's the Patriots or not, is the turnover battle. You know, this year, the Cowboys are 2-0 and when they won the turnover, turnover battle. What happened in their upset loss against Arizona? It's the first game they lost the turnover battle. In fact, the Cowboys are the top team in turnover differential in the NFL this year with a plus six margin. That team forced seven turnovers in the first two games for zero last week with one turnover themselves. Now, with the Patriots, as we saw, they lost the turnover battle in the first two games, two losses. What happened against the Jets? No turnovers. They didn't quite win the turnover battle. It was 0-0, but they didn't turn over the ball and they won. I think what this will come down to, can Mac Jones play a clean game and can the Patriots force force turnovers, man? I, I think it's so huge in this game. And what has been a common denominator for the Cowboys in those games? Trayvon Diggs, you know, they yep. lose him to the ACL tear after week two. He's, for whatever you think about his game, he's tremendous with the takeaways. You know, there's some feast or famine to him, but he does turn the ball over. Honestly, a little like J.C. Jackson-y to me, who that, that's another tangent that we could go down, <laughs> the, the J.C. Jackson situation right now. But yeah, playing a clean game is going to be huge for them. I will say, though, while I do think the turnover battle is always huge, and obviously you hear Bill talk about it all the time, like they did still punt eight times in the Meadowlands, which was an ideal. Yeah, no, that that's not, not really what you're looking for. Not great. Not great. But I mean, not giving Zach Wilson the ball at like the New England 20 obviously helped to some degree. I also wonder, you know, we, players have been asked about this this week about their last matchup against the Cowboys, right? It was 2021. Max rookie season the Pats lost in OT it was it was a great game the Pats lost 35-29 in, o, in OT and the thing that stuck out to me in this game was how Mac Jones performed under pressure I, I think it's it goes back to probably one of Mac's best games of his career for those who don't remember Trayvon Diggs had a pick six against Mac Jones with 227 left in the game right that that gave the Cowboys a 26-21 lead the very next offensive snap Mac Jones hits Kendrick Bourne for a 75-yard touchdown. Patriots take a lead, three three-point lead with 20 seconds left. The Cowboys still get a field goal to go in OT. They win. Chris, that that to me was a special moment with Mac. What do you remember about that game? What did it tell you about Mac Jones? And what can maybe it lead to, you know, this weekend? What can it tell you about this game? Yeah, that was the first time I think really that I thought like, okay, this kid might have it when that right there just showed so much mental toughness to throw what should be an absolutely crippling pick six and to come back, not even the next series, but the next play to hit Kendrick for that deep ball and then touchdown. Like that showed some mental toughness. I will say though, the ending to that game is something that you should probably keep in mind too. In overtime, that was when CD Lamb burned Jalen Mills. It might've been a busted coverage, but ultimately just ended with CD flashing the peace sign as he ran into the end zone. So can the Patriots prevent that this week? Is Gonzalez someone that can step up and shut down CD and prevent that from happening? It, it would it would be huge. In, in fact, in, in that game, 
CD Lamb, his his final play was a 35-yard touchdown right with Jalen Mills in coverage. That was a killer. And even what was a killer too? A 20, it was like 24 seconds left. The Cowboys went downfield and got a 49 49-yard, you know, field goal to tie the game from Greg Zerline. It was fun. And you know, you know what I hope, Chris? I just I hope it's another fun game. Yeah. You know, I, I think one thing with the Patriots going into the season is all right, it, it's a tough, it's a tough schedule to start, as we've talked about a lot. But can they make it competitive? I think they made it competitive against the Eagles and the and the Dolphins, even though it wasn't fun. And then last week they did what they had to do to, you know, grind out a win against the Jets. You know, can the Patriots turn a corner now? Because if you're one and three, I still think there's room to make, you know, a late push for a wild card spot. But if you're two and two, Chris, after the start you had, I think it would give you so much momentum and heading then, into this season. Yeah, and then it's easy to look down the pipeline. It's like, oh, okay, then you get the Saints who might not have Derek Carr after that. And then you're going to Vegas and they're kind of a mess. And you you start looking at it like that. The snowball can really get rolling. But one thing that I think is interesting is coming into the year, I think most people expected them to lose this game, right? And they're still six and a half point underdogs in Dallas. But I think we both believe that they have they have a shot in this game, right? So, Mark, what's your prediction? So my prediction is actually the Cowboys 27-23. And I've been going back and forth in this because I don't know if the Patriots defense will give up 27 points. But my first thought was Cowboys are going to sneak one out 27-23. You know, they're they're a really good team. Um, Parsons is just an electrifying player on defense. And I, I do think the Cowboys have better offensive weapons, which is a continued theme right now in the Patriots season. Yeah, I ultimately think the Patriots are going to come up just short too. But I think it's going to be competitive. I think it's going to be a good game. Ultimately, I think it's Dallas 24, Patriots 20. I think it'll come down to the wire. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's something they can build off of, but I think ultimately they're going to fall to one and three. All right, so that's our preview pod. Thanks for following along, and we'll catch you down the trail. This has been Ion Foxborough, brought to you by Mass Live. <laughs>